This episode of the Word Bros Podcast is brought to you by Creative Contract Consulting. CreativeContractConsulting.com. Right, go ahead and talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. Welcome to another edition of Word Bros. I'm Kevin. And I'm Bob. And we are the Word Bros Podcast. This episode of the Word Bros Podcast, and recently all of our episodes of the Word Bros Podcast, are brought to you by the fine, fine people at Creative contract consulting kevin tell them what the fine fine people over there do at creative contract consulting gamal hennessy is a lawyer entertainment lawyer and a uh, business consultant who will tell you the finer points of the comic business if you go to creative contracts consulting better known as c3 oh listen you, to you kevin you can you can hit up gamal for all your comics business needs yeah, baby. If you got, if you're if you're trying to work it out, you're trying to figure your stuff out, hit Gamal up. He drafts, negotiates, and reviews comic back comic book contracts and helps clients understand the business of comics. Where can you find him? Gamal offers free consultations for his potential clients. You can contact him to set up a meeting at creativecontractconsulting.com slash C3 contact. That's creativecontractconsulting.com. Who's if on you the do, oh. If you do do that, mention the word bros. If you do do. <laughs> if, you, if you do that. Well, if, you do do, if you if do do, if you do that. Sometimes I do do. Yeah, sometimes, so, uh, I do Kevin, sometimes I don't don't. Everyone poops. And if not, you should probably take something to help that. Take some or see a doctor. Yeah, or see a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's on the show this week, Kevin? Omar Morales. Who is Omar? Gonna, who is Omar Morales, Kevin? He is the wonderful creator of the Lunar Ladies that yeah. will be on Scout in July. This book looks good, dude. It looks good. And uh, talk about a wonderful and creative guy. Let's talk to him right now. Omar Morales on Word I was just so ex- I was just so excited that it was on on Twitch that I that we were just it. live yeah yeah so we were just you know we were just BSing bro that's all that's all Omar Morales. all that awesome beard advice out the window man but you can listen <laughs> to that exclusively on Twitch Twitch okay. yes you get you get exclusive right. Word Bros beard advice on Twitch like that if that's not a reason to sign the fuck up I don't know what is that needs yeah. to be a reward in your next campaign dude Word Bros <laughs> branded beard oil man. Hell yeah. You know what? I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) It's not the worst idea we've ever had. Hey, man. We've had worse ideas than that. People always ask me, like, hey, man, what's what's a reward you want on Kickstarter that you've never seen? I always say the same thing. Pepper Jack cheese, man. Offer that shit up as a reward. I am sold. (laughs) This Pepper Jack cheese comes with a comic? Refrigerated pack, cheese, comic, boom. Done. 
But no one ever takes me up on it for some strange reason. Well, that would be very hard to do. And that's part of the (laughs) questions when you're mailing it. Like, is there any like food stuff in here? And then you'd have to say yes. And I don't know how that would work out. And how would you keep the cheese clean? And like, would you want... Would Melted you want, cheese? Well, yeah. would you want me to make my own, nice and cold. <laughs> my own brand of pepper jack cheese, or would you just want me to go to like the store and buy the Sorrento yeah. stuff? Yeah. Get, 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 get the private label brand from your favorite grocer. That's what I'm looking for. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm into that. Now, are you a big cheese guy, or do you just like pepper jack? It's a joke, man. Yeah, I love pepper <laughs> jack cheese. I love anything spicy, right? Uh, I'm Mexican, so as a kid, I didn't really like salsa and spicy stuff, but as I got older, the genes just kicked in, man, and I was like, give me spicy anything and everything all right that's cool nice now see for kickstarter rewards you could just take a page out of our book omar then and you can drink hot sauce yeah okay you can do that i I did i did ghost pepper hot sauce for metal shark bro Uh, like for Uh, hitting a certain tier or what no i would just go on facebook uh we did it um for a while on the first metal shark bro i did it on the second one too i think um where I bought the hottest hot sauce I could find at the grocery store, which was ghost pepper sauce. Okay, all right. And then it was pretty hot. Um, yeah. And I would just pour like a, in a shot glass. And then I'd show the audience the shot glass and I'd have the, and I'd show them, I'd show them that I poured it in there. And okay. I'm like, if we get to this, if we get to 250 more dollars or something, I will drink this okay. tonight, right, right now on this right. live stream. So that was Yeah, I'm going to sit here and talk to you. Yeah, right, and right. then when we get to that price point, I'm going to drink it. So like you and get your friends in here right, and right, right. just get together and get up to 250. Did you have a glass of milk nearby? No, th- that's not what they want to see, man. They want to okay, see you. They want to see you suffer. Yeah, yeah, yes. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Well, uh, it's a way to like take your dignity completely because it's bad enough that you're begging for money on the internet. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. you know, now they want you to drink hot sauce and like suffer through it. Well, just for that, man, I, I, I was planning to pledge you guys day one, but now I might hold out to see no! you doing the hot sauce, hot pepper thing. And then I'll load up with, with my pledge. It's like, Kevin, you ruined Kevin everything. <laughs> I, I, I didn't buy any hot sauce for this one. So we'll, we'll uh, see. Like, uh, maybe, maybe I can, if we, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll make a pledge. If we hit the goal early, I'll do hot. Only, only if we hit the goal early, will I do. Anyway, All right. Well, awesome. now you're enticing me to get in there on day one. Yeah, so see. you've got me either way, man. That's how we do, man. See, I mean, we're no dummies here. We know what we're doing, Omar. We've been doing you know this how to for manipulate a long time. Me. Yeah. Like you're a carnival barker standing out in front of your, your table at a con. Hey, like, hey, 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 in. look, look, we're all indie comics dudes. We're all selling oh, yeah. our books. We're Hell all making yeah. shit happen. Like of we course. all... There, we all have a little bit of a carnival barker inside no, of us. Everybody you know? in indie comics is a carnival barker. Yeah, we you have might be to a be. quiet one, you might be a loud one, but you are a carnival barker. It's That's true. for sure. It is 100% entirely true, my man. But um, we are live on Twitch right now. We got some people watching this on Twitch. Say hello to the people on Twitch, Kevin. Hello to the people on Twitch. Uh, How are you guys doing? Say hello to the people on Twitch. Hello, Twitchies. How are you? And if you want to, oh, look, we've got a couple people in the room. Don Carnitas is here saying hello. Hello, Don Carnitas. Um, so, yeah, if you I got any, if Don Don's a good dude. Don's a good dude. If you have any questions for uh, Omar as we're going through this, you can feel free to leave it in the, uh, the chat here on Twitch. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a good time today. I'm really excited. Omar, this is a, this is a long time coming, dude. I feel like I've yeah. seen your work and your name around a lot, but we've never actually had a chance to speak. So I'm glad to have you on. Welcome to the Word Bros podcast. Likewise, man. It's a pleasure to be here among such luminaries as yourselves, man. Luminaries? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> what I've you always wondered... on the wrong podcast. <laughs> 
what I've always wondered about you guys is which one of you is Batman and which one is Robin? Because you guys I would are be Batman. I'm always in black. Okay. And Bobby would look better Bob in green agree. speedos. Bob agree. That's what I. Would I don't do. think like. Are, are you saying like the the sidekick and and chief guy? Yeah, neither one of us is our each other sidekick. So I would right. say you we're more like equal standing. We're probably more like Power Man and Iron Fist or something like I that. I believe um, Falcon and Bucky. There we go. Falcon and Bucky. I believe um, our friend. Do you know Pat Shan? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know that. Dude. I, I believe Pat kind of summed it up best when he said we're the Dre and Snoop of comics. Oh, I love it, dude. Kind of ridiculous, and I, I guess that it. I guess that would make Kevin Dre because he's yes. shorter. I'm shorter, yeah. And I'm Snoop, and I'm taller, I guess. But okay. yeah, we're right, on we're on we're on equal footing here. Sometimes during right. the podcast, I tend to talk a little bit more because I'm more of a broadcast professional. I've I've oh. done this for a really long time, well, and so um, kept to you, man. Yeah, man, you should. <laughs> But no, um, and then when it comes to writing comics together, it's just, it's all, yeah. who cares? As long as the book is good. Flows you know? like water, right? Like Bruce yeah. Lee says. It just that's all. Flows just like flow, water. man. That's all I we got to do. But enough about us. No one cares. We're here talking <laughs> sure, about you, sure. I care. Well, I Omar, that's cool. Um, that's you very can, sweet of you. You know what, Omar? You can interview us on your <laughs> podcast if you want. You know what, dude? I'm like the worst at this. I have no blog, no podcast. I don't review other people's comics. Like I don't, I just don't have. Time well, the thing for is, it, man. I don't know. Do you want to be known as a reviewer? Or do you want to be known as a creator? You know, yeah, I'm a creator. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got no time for the other stuff. There, there was this one guy on Instagram hitting me up repeatedly. He's like, "Review my comic. Review my comic." I'm like, "Dude, I've got no, no, no vehicle for reviewing your comic. That's not what I do, man." And he was getting all frustrated with me. I was like, "Guy, just go away, please." <laughs> That's so well, funny. Now, did you feel bad about telling the guy to go away because, you well, know, no. that that's a potential customer, bro? Well, here's <laughs> the thing, man. He, this guy repeatedly is like saying stuff to me like, um, hey, use your uh, reblog app on Instagram and reblog my Kickstarter. I go, dude, I don't even have that app. Like, why do you keep asking me for things that I'm not capable of doing? Like, if you want to pledge for me, just ask me and I'll go hit up your campaign. But it's just like the aggressive tone, right? So that's why I don't feel bad about eventually saying, please just leave me alone, you know, because it was too much was too much. I hear you, bro. It gets to be a lot. Like, I'm sure you probably, Kevin, I know you get this. I get it as well, Omar. I'm sure you do too, where you get a friend request from somebody that has like 13 or maybe 15 mutuals. And as soon as you hit a nanosecond, Hey, Hey, what's up? Like my page. Hey, Hey, what's up? Back my Kickstarter. Hey, Hey, it's like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. <laughs> yeah. like, he, yep. he knows I get it. Cause I bitch about this. That's why I mean, I, I hate it. Our it's buddy, Jason Copa bitches about it. Like everybody does, but it's like, dude, come on, man. Like, you ain't you gotta you gotta finesse me a little bit. Right. You gotta you gotta right. massage me if you want me just to come jumping into your your likes right. and all that shit. Come on, baby. Right. Get it together. <laughs> yeah, some people are just so tone deaf, man. Like, and then sometimes I just delete those people immediately. As soon as that lightning quick like my page comes in, get get rid of them. I've done that before. <laughs> I, I will I will admit I've done that before too. I will just say say it for the record, I have it only pisses me off when I, there's like a whole bunch in there like there's like 26 or something like that and i'm like okay i'll just go ahead and confirm all these they have mutual friends right. and then you get like five in your inbox are like oh check out my book or like like my page and i'm like the like my page thing used to jam my facebook up so like really? i just yeah like so i took that off for a while because yeah. like yeah. i couldn't get to other features of facebook or some things would be like oh you have too many pages you need like that you need to approve and i was like man i'm not trying to do all this there's like there's there was at one point there was like over a thousand i was like oh, like, yeah well that's because you big time kevin that's why. no no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying <laughs> yeah, is i just didn't have time to like everybody's big time that's not that's you not, big that's not the, the weird thing there. is 
every once in a while I'll be like, okay, I will like that one page, but it won't take you to it. Like you click on it and then it gives you this like list of a thousand that you still need to approve. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and you can't find the one that you actually wanted to, to like. And so, push- yeah, I get, I give up. Like <laughs> I wave the white flag. Oh, you're pushing your luck here, baby. <laughs> I just gave you like one thing. I ain't trying to like all this stuff, but again, again, let's get, let's, 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 I'm enjoying the conversation. I'm having fun chatting with you, of course, but I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to lose the plot as they say. Um, you're here to promote your book. Yes. 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 I'm here to promote anything and everything that I can, man. So, uh, scout comics right the lunar lady so yeah we, we're now uh, eskimo bros of scout comics yeah metal yes. shark road yeah hell yeah um so listen guys uh, i was talking off air with, with bob before we started here and you know it's it's been a, a kind of a weird journey for this for this story and these characters for me it started off in the not forgotten anthology it was like a short 10 12 page story really and, yeah yeah Kevin that's cool that one too yeah and uh people love the art right because it looks old and faded and like you know yellowed pages like it's 100 years old from the golden age and i said okay well people seem to react to this you know people like the old school uh, ray guns and laser rays and pew pew buck Rogers. i love that if i'm going to be honest with you omar i love that kind of i love that style I've, I've always been a big fan of the Flash Gordon style sci-fi with the big laser guns with the rings yeah. at the top of yep. it. Like, yep. like it's straight out of the Jetsons, dude. That's my jam. Straight up, man. Straight up. And uh, so I said, okay, I'm going to do something with this, with this little short story, blow it up into like, a, I think I did an 80 page graphic novel that had an eight page bonus story at the end, kickstarted it. Um, had found a home with a publisher that didn't really work out. And it was my choice. I decided to step away from that deal. And then um, Charlie, who you guys know, so awesome. Charlie Stickney, Charlie Stickney. Ash, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the godfather, right? So <laughs> when I was kickstarting Moon Girl, he wanted to cross promote with White Ash. And I was like, cool. So that's when he and I kind of connected. Mm-hmm. And then after that didn't work out with the other publisher, um, I sat on it for a while. And then, and then I pitched it out to a couple places, didn't hear back. And then I thought it was done, right? And then on the same day, dude, no joke, the same day, both publishers came back and said, we, we want to take it. So then I had to do this, right? And I was reaching out to some folks and saying, hey, you know, what, how do you like working with Scout? You know, how do you like working with this other publisher? And um, Charlie got on, on direct message with me and started answering every single question I had, dude. He did not hold back. And he was like answering, answering, answering. He's like, look, I'll be honest. You might make more money somewhere else, but here's what we can do to support you. And we're super creator friendly here. We're down for you doing Kickstarters first and then coming to us to republish you know, we want you focused on creating. We'll do a lot of the business stuff and the marketing stuff. And I was like, all right, I, I like Charlie. I trust him. I'm going to go with Scout. And so I can't wait to see what the numbers look like, man. The, the book issue number one drops in July. Okay. Nice. Issue two, I think two months later, right? Because Scout likes to do it two, two months spread apart. Yes. So yep. September and then November. So uh, it's a three issue miniseries. We get the full story arc. One, two, three, boom, done. And uh, hopefully folks pre-order at the local shop, Lunar Ladies. Um, I think the FOC closed for issue one, but I'm going to throw the code out anyway. Do it. May yeah. 276 because it can't hurt, right? Because if enough people st- storm into their local shop with that code, they've got no choice but to make a second. May 211676. They got no choice, baby. No choice. They got no choice. So, I mean, yeah. and, and if they if they take some time out and Google it, and just look at the, I mean, here, I can actually do this. Check this out, Kevin. Watch what I can oh. do. Check this oh, out. Oh, yeah. Now you can put it well, I was going to say now, while he's doing that, Omar, was, was Charlie like, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse, but it's written in Elvish? Is that how that went? 
Uh, it was it was written in the Star Wars era brush or however okay. you pronounce that uh, font that they use in Star Wars world. <laughs> um, so I have a question. So yes, sir. when you first put this put this book out in Not Forgotten, it had mm-hmm. a different title. Yes. Why is that? So great question, Kebster. Um, Moon Girl was the original name of the public domain character from right. like the 1940s EC Comics. And it's been done actually by a few places, right? Uh, Red Five Comics did their version of Moon Girl, like I think in the late '90s, early 2000s. Look at those pages! It was like a like a super spy type of uh, book with Red Five. Thank you, sir. I've seen them Uh, before, though, and not those things. I mean, let me give a shout out. (laughs) Let me give a shout out to the art team here, right? So this is uh, Joel Kotahar on lines. We have the great Paula Goulart on colors, and she hand stained these pages, guys. This is not a filter she's using. She is hand staining every little imperfection, every brown spot, every yellow spot, every, you know. Look at that. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah, beautiful, it looks like, right? It looks like coffee was spilled on it, right? So, yeah. And she, she's hand staining all of this. But he, um, here's my question. It's yes, weird sir. because when you look at the cover, there's your cover image. Yeah. The cover art does it's it. Crisp. Like, and then, then crisp. Then, and then and you then. open it up and it's like you're looking at a comic from the 50s. Like, this was my idea, guys. I wanted like, what's the translation of found footage? Like a found footage VHS movie? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's like a found comic that you found in your grandma's attic, right? So the unsuspecting customer sees this nice crisp Renee Deliz Legend of Wonder Woman artist cover art. Then they open it up and it's like, oh, dang, what is this? This is something out of like my grandma's attic or some dusty old bin in the back of an old bookstore. Okay. So I wanted people to kind of accidentally stumble into it, right? Um, but listen, the, the pitch is very clear. It's ray guns and laser rays, pew pew, Buck Rogers style. This this book should feel like it's a hundred years old. The only thing it doesn't have is like all the annoying ads that all the golden age books had, you mm-hmm. know, like order this, you know, uh, sea monkeys. The, yeah, sea monkeys. <laughs> you need some sea monkeys, man. Or order that kit that's going to make you big and strong at the beach and you can beat up all the bullies. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> when I was a kid, they had me sold on sea monkeys. I thought that those pets were going to like actually be like lounging around and like chilling and stuff. When I was like, oh, these things must be awesome. And then you get them. It's just some shrimp with like like one eye and stuff. It's, it's not cool. <laughs> now, did you ever now do it? I know we're way off track here, but did you ever? Well, we'll, we'll come back around. Did I you forget. Ever, did you ever think about like doing old school ads like that for the book to kind of give it that flavor, like a little bit of extra, that Alan Moore vibe? I, I did, right? But the, as you guys know, every page costs X, right? And yeah. you want to yeah. pour every last cent into the art. And, and I wanted to do a bonus story with Nick Torres. You guys know Nick, right? From yeah. Facebook. He's an awesome guy. Uh, I wanted to do this eight page bonus story. So any ideas about putting fake old school ads in there just kind of went by the wayside in, in favor of doing more story about one of the characters and her backstory. Cause it's like my favorite character in the book but she's not one of the main characters. And so I really wanted to do her justice with that bonus story. But um, I do have this idea guys and I don't know if it has legs. Maybe you guys could be my, my test subjects here but I want to do a documentary about finding old comics and ripping out all those ads and mailing away and just to see what happens, right? I don't expect <laughs> to get sea monkeys back. I don't expect to get muscle kits back, but I want to see what happens, right? Like I want to see if people would like return to sender or say, oh, sorry, we don't, we're not in that business anymore. Whatever. I'm just super curious to see what would happen, right? To mail away for stuff. Because have... those addresses still have to exist. I have a similar yet different story. Okay. I was okay. I was going. To, I don't know how these magazines ended up in my possession, but I was on my way to Radiohead in like magazines. As a nudie mag, <laughs> it was like it was like in two thousand. Just my, arrived. 
me and my friends, I know they were like, but they were from like 1984 and this was in 2000. And I don't know how these magazines came into my possession, but we were me, we had a friend driving me and another friend were drunk in the back of my car. And I was like, dude, let's call these numbers, these phone sex numbers to see if they still work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did. And they like the, the lady called and she was like, hey, sugar. And I was like, hi, what's up? And she was like, no, nothing. I was like, hey, this is really weird because I found your number in the back of like a 1982 <laughs> Playboy. And she's like, yeah, we've been doing this for like blah, blah, number of years. And this is something that it's like a family business. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it was the craziest shit I, that's ever happened to me. I just, we, I don't know when we're like, oh, cool. Well, we don't really, we're not really interested in the other thing. We just found the old mags to see if it would work. And she's like, no, it's no problem, sugar. Have a good day. And like hung up the phone and that was it. So, I mean, it, it's, possible you could still get sea monkeys right you said i'll right. talk to you as long as you want it's 2.99 a minute <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. so hustling you man <laughs> now we got back to your show. hustle yeah let's I, get back to your hustle friend about about the about the name so like oh yeah yeah, yeah what happened yeah. there <laughs> yes we got it's okay you're easily distracted so are we uh, okay, so then he, uh, Red 5 Comics has their version of Moon Girl, and then Marvel more recently did Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. That's right. And so Scout was like, hey, man, we don't want any confusion because there's lots of Moon Girl content out there, uh, including your own version. So let, let's make it a Scout version and let's change the name. So I was amenable to it. I was like, all right, cool. And they were like, you go ahead and pick the name. And I saw the Lunar Ladies. That sounds very Golden Agey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amazon Women on the Moon kind of vibe. So uh, we went with that and they did a great job taking my old logo, incorporating a new logo that, you know, kind of still looks the same as the old one and then just slugging in the Lunar Lady. So that's really um, cool. Props to Joel Rodriguez, the scout, the uh, graphics guy he did an awesome job adapting the logo. And, you know, what's interesting, man, is I've never done single issues before ever. This is the first time I'm doing single issues. Normally, I like to sell my book as a complete, you know, graphic novel. You get the whole thing in one shot. Because I'm so paranoid about like missing deadlines or having a second issue that doesn't drop on time. Of course, of course. And uh, but because the book was already done and all we were doing was tweaking to meet Scout's um, style guide, right? Um, mm -hmm. it, there was no risk. So they were like, yeah, we want to do single issues with variant covers. I'm like, holy crap, this is a whole new world for me. I'm used to having one cover for a graphic novel, not multiple <laughs> covers, let alone alternate covers and variant covers. They were like, we want the Diamond B version. We want the Scout website version. We want the... Um, comic book shopping network version i was yeah, like yeah, whoa yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my well, mind was just blown but the, the cool part about that though it's it's all kind of for you because it's just different revenue streams yeah right different channels so i get it yeah it's just but it is it is kind of overwhelming when you're doing these things on your own and then well, you yeah. kind of you kind of hit the quote-unquote big time and you're like shit man like i gotta i gotta step up my game player you know well, yeah, I, I, I was totally unprepared for that, right? Because at, at first, uh, they were like, yeah, we need all these alternate covers. I was like, crap. All right. So, so I gave them some black and white and some inks only. And, but we still needed one more. We were still like one short. So I got the bat phone and I called up Matt Harding. You guys know Matt Harding? Of course. You do. Matt's I was great. like, yo, Matt, bail me out, bro. I need a, uh, on the quick, I need an alternate cover. I said, do the villain, do her right and go ahead just you come up with the concept just do whatever you want he's like dude done boom banged it out did an awesome cover of the villain who's looking at the clones like inside the tanks you know they're growing inside the tanks it looks like sci-fi and kind of creepy and That's then cool. now the villain gets her own cover which is awesome right yeah so uh so yeah you're right dude i had i had to step up the game pretty quickly um another thing too they wanted where they were like hey do you want to do some like extra pages here and add some more to the story and i was like 
like I had to turn that down. Right. I was like, dude, I, I, I just don't want to risk being late on this. Yeah. 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 And it turns out I probably had the time because the book got delayed like a couple months anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So, so here we are, dude, you know, you learn and you grow and the first time, uh, actually second, maybe third time working with a publisher, but not nobody as sophisticated a scout, put it that way. Yeah. They're yeah, like yeah. a legit operation. They're not a fly by night, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, back of the laundromat type of publisher. They're, they're, they're for reals. They're for reals. They're not selling you mixtapes out in the trunk. Have you worked with publishers that set up in the back of the laundromat? Because that sounds mysterious and kind of creepy. And sort of cool. Like you could find, like you, it'd be kind of weird. You know, you could find a weird book there, like an amazing stories thing. This kind of ties back to the golden age, right? And why there's so many public domain heroes. Literally, back in those 1940s and 30s days, there were so many publishers, fly-by-night publishers, rushing to put content out because, you know, comics were booming and exploding. There was literally comics publishers in the back of laundromats and in the back of nail salons that huh. folded and the characters they created all fell into the public domain because no one was doing the you know trademark and copyright upkeep and yeah. so you're literally flooded with hundreds of these heroes that were created and never really went anywhere so so it all comes full circle bob so what you're saying is nothing's changed <laughs> Especially just, comics are exactly the same as they were in the 40s yeah, except now it's easier, right? It's so yeah. much more accessible to yeah. guys like us, you know, who are grinding out, you know, day jobs and families and stuff and then doing doing the comics at night and on weekends, uh, which I love, man. I, I never feel tired or out of energy when I'm working on my comics. And I'm sure you guys probably feel the same way, right? It's yeah, like it's true, man. time flies by and it just it, it's, doesn't feel like you're working hard at all. Hardly working, man, I believe is the expression, right? <laughs> hardly working hard, working. hardly working. Same yeah. old thing. So the book comes out in June, which I guess is July, this month. July. Oh, it comes out in July, July so that's July, next yeah. month, okay? Next month. Um, so you can run to your shop. You can pick this thing up. It's going to be great. I mean, dude, the artwork is really fantastic. Like, it looks really great. Like, you've got a real hot Golden Age style there that that I, I personally really dig. That's that's really cool, man. Oh, thanks, man. And and James Reed, who did the letters, uh, he did a great job using the old school thought balloons, right? Instead yeah. of a caption for inner dialogue. He literally uses pew pew, you know, here and there. Uh, <laughs> now, is that know, all by design? Was that your idea when you're writing the book? Did you want thought? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. But, but he executed on it, right? Like, I remember at one point I told him, I said, can we make them like bunchier? Like, they got to look bunchier, the, the, the thought bubbles, right? Because they were kind of, they looked more ovalish and like the bubbles were kind of really spread out. Mm-hmm. I was like, just squish it in. So the bubbles are really kind of fat and kind of compacted and stuff. And so he was kind of like, oh, okay. And then he got it done. So it's all good. That's awesome. Well, it sounds so, like, you, you, go ahead, Kev. I'm sorry. You're good. Go ahead, man. No, I was just going to say, it sounds like you got a great team. Like, how did you, how did you assemble such a, 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 a killer's lineup of, of, of creators for this? Yeah, so Joel, the line artist, I had worked with uh, a few times before on other stuff, uh, most notably Crusader, which was one of the first graphic novel I put out on my own. And then James, I had worked with before also, uh, even like small projects or anthologies, I try to give these guys work. Uh, but Paula uh, was a, a real find, man. Like I saw something she had posted on Facebook that had that kind of stained golden age style. And I just, I looked at the pinks and the purples and the fuchsias and the, well, the light orange and the burnt orange. I was like, holy crap, this is exactly what I need for this Moon Girl project. So I reached out to her and she is the most professional, just the sweetest, like great communicator, like 
just so professional, man. You know how some people you kind of have to nag them a little bit, like, "Hey, where are you at with this? Like, uh, we're gonna hit the <laughs> deadline. You need a little bit more time. Like, how are we looking? You know, can I see the thumbnails? Like, you know, that kind of thing." She is like on top of it. Boom, boom, That's boom. Awesome. Updates where you don't have to ask nothing. You know, a hundred percent of the time where she's at with the project. She's great at managing expectations. At one point, she said, "I, I want to hire a flatter to help this move faster." And the flatter would not meet her standards for excellence. And so she's like, forget it. I'm going to do it myself. Wow. Like, she's like, you know, just so amazing. So professional. And so, That's awesome. uh, yeah, she also did the colors on my Mandalorian fan fiction. I did this like 12 page full color um, Mando fan fiction that I've got up on my website, theforcemedia.com. Everybody asked the question, if you could write anything, what would you do? Right. And for me, it's Star Wars. Right. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. Right. As long as I'm not selling it. And I very clearly mark it as the property of Disney and Lucasfilm LTD, because there's so many fan movies out there and Disney's not stopping anybody. Right. YouTube is flooded with Star Wars fan movies. So I was like, they're probably not going to come after me. So I just did it. And I, and I hired her to do the colors and she did a fantastic job again, as always. And uh, yeah, that, that's how that crew has kind of come together. I don't always, work with all three of them at the same time but you know uh i, I love it man these, these people like become like your friends and your fam right so yeah no it's uh, true it's very yeah. true yeah i think there's only like a couple bad apples i've run across in in the last 10 or 12 years uh one of them actually ended up passing away and he still owed me like 700 bucks i was like well that, that's money i'm not going to get back so <laughs> i think i'll give up that fight yeah <laughs> So for, for those that don't know, since I've already seen the, the basis of what you're doing with Lunar Ladies in The Not Forgotten, and for people that have The Not Forgotten, this is going to expand on that because you did a hardcover after that, which was great. So um, what is the plot of All The right. Lunar Ladies? So the conceit is uh, going along with the ancient alien or ancient astronaut theory, right? That there's been sophisticated civilizations that have been around for millions of years and have visited Earth you know, for millions of years. So I said, all right, I'm going to put the lunar ladies living underneath the surface of the moon a million years ago in outer space. And they're a utopia of nothing but women. They're super high tech, you know, they've got flying cars and high speed bullet trains and all this stuff. And the main conceit is there's a, a, an evil mad scientist, right? And she wants to introduce men into the society, which all the women are opposed to. And she goes and does it anyway. She goes rogue, uh, genetically creates a Y chromosome and starts growing these clone boys, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of them. And so she has beef with the queen of the moon and page three or four, right away, we get into the fight, right? Laser guns, pew, 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 going back and forth between the queen and, uh, and the villain, the, the mad scientist. And so what the queen does is she takes her daughter, moon girl, Claire, and her lover, who's her, like her wife, Star, and they flee to planet Earth, which at that point is prehistoric, right? So you've got mastodons, you've got saber-toothed tigers, you've got you know giant armadillos and giant sloths kind of roaming the Earth. And she stashes them there and she comes back to the moon. And because she leaves her magical moonstone necklace, which is like this thing that makes you invincible and super powerful, right? That was like the golden age style kind of conceit for how to make this character strong. She gives up the necklace to her daughter so now she's vulnerable. So she goes back to the moon and Venus, the, the villain captures her, puts her in jail. And it's like, oh no, she's going to go to earth and she's going to go steal the necklace. She's going to kidnap the daughter and it's just going to be all bad. But somehow the queen gets out of it, gets escapes from jail, goes to earth and I'll leave it there. Right. That's, <laughs> that's where the big, the big, uh, the big bang happens and the big conflict of, of the two armies. And it's pretty, pretty ingenious how the, the, the queen and her daughter and her wife, 
assemble the forces of Earth to help them fight against this army of clones. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's got some slapstick in there, you know. I've I've got some some visual gags that I use, very golden age style. And uh, really, guys, I wanted something that my kids could read, right? I wanted something that a 10-year-old could pick up and read because my first book, Crusader, was rated R, very adult. And like my kids to this day still still can't read that book. I won't let them, right? Um, so I wanted something that was going to broaden my audience from your hardcore every Wednesday, you know, comic book fan who's in the shop to your casual readers, your kids, men, women, young, old. And who knows, maybe I picked up some geriatrics along the way that yeah, remember Moon Girl yeah, right? from 100 years ago, right? So I wanted to cast the broadest net as possible. And uh, it's been fun, man. I never expected, having pitched to Not Forgotten all those years ago, that I'd still be working on this thing yeah, all yeah, these yeah. years later, you know? Dude, that's awesome. And I mean, it, you're checking all the boxes here, man. Like, I'm in. Like, this sounds like something I would fucking love, dude. Like, yeah. He loves all of this stuff. Now, yeah. Not that I don't, but if, if you're going to pick the person who likes pulp out of the two of us, yeah. it's more it's more a Bob than a Kevin thing. I mean, you got Hollow Earth, Secret Moon Society. Yeah. He loves like, all that stuff. All that, dude, I, that's my shit right there. You're talking my <laughs> language. I love all that. I'll tell you one thing, man. I'm such a nerd for that show, Ancient Aliens on History Channel, that I peppered this book with Easter eggs from that show like these ancient <laughs> artifacts that they say are proof you know like uh-huh. the guy with the crazy hair Giorgio Sukalos, <laughs> who says I'm not saying it was aliens but it was aliens that guy yeah that guy the meme <laughs> guy got, the meme guy the meme guy right yeah. Yeah. they've got all these artifacts that they're constantly you know uh, showcasing on the show is hey this is proof that that's an ancient civilization of, of sophisticated astronauts came here and left this as proof so I put some of those things into the story throughout, right? That's awesome. And so an ancient aliens fan is going to freak out when they see some of these things that I put in there as Easter eggs in the background. And that was just me fulfilling my 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 wishes for this book. <laughs> Despite awesome. writing for my kids and trying to do something fun and accessible, I was like, all right, I'm going to nerd out and put some ancient alien trophies in there in the background and see, see who notices. <laughs> That's really cool. That's awesome. I really dig that. This thing sounds really fantastic. I'm glad it's going to be out. It hits comic shops in July. July. You can September go pick that November. up. Hey, tell us that hot order code again, my friend. I would love to hear May, that. May 211-676. Commit it to memory. Go Commit ask for it. it at your local shop. Commit it to memory. Now, let me ask you this, because I know this is the next question everybody always asks in comics. Mm-hmm. So what you working on next? Aha. Uh-huh. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> Um, uh, I did a, a, a consultation with the, the great uh, Joe Illich and he said, listen, man, what's the one story that you've got burning inside you that if you only did one more comic for the rest of your life, this is the one you would want to do. And I said, it's got to be Major Tomas. It's a story that's been rattling around in the back of my head. And during COVID, I locked down and I wrote it, right? I banged out. It's 100, 100 plus pages, 104 pages. Sci-fi, it's probably PG-13 genre, young adult. Uh, you know, 13 to 30-ish kind of age bracket. Um, It's about a young Latino immigrant who dreams of becoming an astronaut. And despite being impoverished and against all the odds, he becomes an astronaut. But as soon as he does on his first mission, he gets lost in space, right? Nice. So Major Tomas is a riff kind of on Major Tom. Tom, a song about the the space voyager who gets lost. And, uh, but I wanted to do like a Latino flavor on it, right? So I hired... um, a whole Latino team to put it together, right? So I've got the great Serge Acuna who's doing line art. He's oh, he's wonderful. Nice. Oh, yeah. dude, he's amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been talking to him for about a year. We got the contract done. So we're locked and loaded. He's actually doing thumbnails as we speak this week that I'm on vacation from work. 
Um, I wanted to dedicate some time to talk to him. So he and I had an in-depth Zoom yesterday for a couple hours and we went through everything, references and story, characters, motivation. So he, he's in tune, man. And then Raul Angulo is going to do the colors. He's also out of Costa Rica. He's phenomenal. He's done work with uh, Vault and uh, some others. Um, uh, he's done work on Power Rangers and Buffy. So he's excellent. That's awesome. And then, and then Taylor Esposito, uh, the great Argentinian who lives in New Jersey, is going to do is going to do the lettering. And uh, I'm super proud of it because um, we're going to be representing ourselves, right, in the market, right? I love when I see books from like African-American teams where the whole creative team is African-American or Asian or whatever, because you know it's coming through authentic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what I really wanted. I wanted some some authentic flavor in there. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to put this book out, right? But you know, I'm, it's a hundred pages, right? So I'm going to be grinding on this thing for probably a year, maybe more, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've, I've already got like seven revisions of the script, right? But it's I'm really happy where, where it's where it's at now from where that's it awesome. was to where it is now. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm working on. I'm going to be, I'm going to be pitching it. And uh, if it comes right down to it, you know, I know, I know how to do my own Kickstarter and I know how to go try to, to, to find a secondary publisher that that's okay with it being Kickstarter. Yeah. First. So, so we'll see, man. Um, I'm super excited about it. I've got a couple bites on it already. Nothing to get too excited about, but um I think it's promising. It's going to be my best work yet. So, so if if I end up, you know, passing away in the next couple of years, you guys, Jesus, what are you talking about? What else? You guys know I'm going to die happy knowing that that I put this out into the world. You're like my mother, who's like, (laughs) oh, okay, if I'll go, what I go, if I'll go, I'll be happy. Like, no, you got to, no, that's crazy. What are you talking? You're a young man. What are you? What the hell's wrong with you? It's Amen. just funny. Are, were you raised Catholic too, Omar? Because that's oh yeah, what, big time. Big <laughs> I, gonna, time. I can tell right when he said that because my aunt, she was like the most devout Catholic, and um, I'm, I'm raised Catholic in a Catholic. But I I don't practice Catholicism though, but I remember my aunt always going, "Oh, if I were to die tomorrow, <laughs> then uh, then then just make sure that this happens and that happens, but this will be the keepsake I leave for all of you, my brother's children," and it'd just be like why are you going to die tomorrow? Like, yeah, why is that yeah. all like, what, like, what's so doom and gloom? Like she, she said that when I was like 10, yeah. I don't think, I don't think I attended her funeral till I was like 19. You, you had like another 10 years, lady. You had to, you had to live it up every year go. at Thanksgiving. You were dying. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man, my, my mom, dude, when she calls, it's a litany and a rundown of who's sick in the family. Like your aunt's got, you know, bursitis and your cousin's got arthritis and this cousin over here's got diabetes. And then you remember our neighbor from 10 years ago? Well, she's got cancer. I mean, it is like a rundown of like, who's going next. Like she's lining up all the funerals, right? That's, it's, it, you're right, Kevin. It's a very kind of Catholic mindset. It is. That's awesome. <laughs> Now you now so Lunar Ladies is sci-fi. The thing you're yes. working on now is sci-fi. Would you say that's your wheelhouse? Like oh, that's your yeah. genre? Like that's what you want to do? Hell to the yeah. All right. <laughs> that, that's my jam. Like I, I see a lot of guys out there saying, Oh, I, I've got a Western pitch or oh, I've got a crime noir pitch. I, I don't have any of those pitches, dude. <laughs> All I do is <laughs> is sci-fi and like uh supernatural, I guess you could call okay. it. The first mm-hmm. book Crusader was a mix of sci-fi and supernatural, uh, you know, angels and demons and the battle of good versus evil and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, you nailed it, dude. Um, I, I just, that's, I love the question. What does it mean to be human? Right. That is the quintessential mm-hmm. question of sci-fi, right? Think about a guy like Darth Vader. What does it mean for him to be human? He's got robot arms and robot legs or, 
you know, Tom Cruise's character in uh, Oblivion, right? Mm-hmm. He's a clone. He doesn't even know he's a clone. And then he finds out what, what does that do to you? Like, what, yeah. what does it mean to be human, right? Or AI and, and where that's going. It's fascinating. I love it. These are the things that keep me up at night when I'm laying down in bed and I can't sleep. I, I ponder, you know, what does it mean to be human? And then I go off and write stories about That's it. That's cool. So. That's amazing. Well, it sounds like it's working out for you, man. This book uh, through Scout Comics, Lunar Ladies, will be out in July. Omar Morales, man, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you coming on. Thanks, man. This is old home week. You know, a lot of times I don't know the guys out the under end of the camera, but I felt right at home here. Like I was like sitting on the couch with you guys. That's great. That's what that's what we hope to accomplish on Word Bros. And let the audience know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, man. Uh, One Stop Shop is my website, theforcemedia.com. It's got all the buttons to all my social media. If you want to hit me up on Pinterest, you can do it there. If you want to hit me up on LinkedIn, you can. You got do some. It you got some hot recipes. You got some hot recipes up on Pin. You got some life hacks. Make my life Yo, easy. I, I'm pinning up a lot of Metroid art, bro. That, that, that's my <laughs> jam on Pinterest. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, my main handle is at the Crusader. That's that's what it is on Twitter. That's what it is on Instagram. So yeah, man, just hit me up. Uh, download my free Mando comic. Share it around and uh, go into that shop May two eleven six seven six and ask for the Lunar Ladies number one variant cover if you will by matt harding or ray De- renee delay's standard a cover there you go there it is that's a you know what it's man, he's a pro that guy's so was, a pro kevin you just beat me to it i was gonna say man it's nice to deal with some professionals out there man that's wonderful <laughs> some just pros he's just doing pro shit that's all you can do baby well omar man thank you very much for coming on thank, thank you, you to everyone who watched us on twitch this is our yes. first twitch stream this is our twitch oh, so you, dude you, yeah so you're yes. our first you're, twitch stream yeah yeah, yeah. and if you're <laughs> listening to the audio version of this and you want to watch us on twitch you can go to twitchtv.com slash the word bros that's our twitch stream that's where we do this stuff omar thank you very much man uh, thank you guys and, and thank you guys you. no problem and uh, thank you everybody for watching and uh yeah we'll be back Pew. all right it's still recording right now yeah, I know, but the stream has. Okay. I'm, I'm just making sure the stream the stream on Twitch stopped. It, it did because it stopped on my on the on your notification on the left. It's oh, top. right by the recording. Yep, right. it's gone. So you're good. Wow, we did a Twitch stream. That was cool. That was awesome, Omar. Sweet. Great job. Thank you, you did a really man. you did a really good job, man. That was yeah, yeah. that was easy. Right. It was easy. To, uh, we we like interviewing guys. I, I like was you. just riffing off of you guys, well, man. Well, hang on. <laughs> um, I want to make sure it's not. We're still not on Twitch. Because the Twitch is being weird about it. So hang on. Because the clock is still running and I still see something. So hang on. Let me see. It's, it would be funny if it was because it's like. Well, we're not saying out. anything of importance. No, but we're, we're bros outtakes on Twitch. Yeah. Yes. Extra content, man. That's what we're going for here. <laughs> yeah. That, that's for your for... OnlyFans, dude. The yeah. Well, we got to get. So that's next. <laughs> Bob's OnlyFans is just him wearing a, a, a neckerchief and you don't want any of oh. that. Oh. It's hot. Oh, you say that now. Bob. It's hot. I'm still kind of digging that. Okay, yeah, it's over. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Hey, we did it. Thank you for being our first. Yeah, man, thanks for being our first. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored, man. And uh, you guys can count on me on day one for the Dust Pirates. Uh, Same. I'm gonna buy it again. I'm gonna buy Lunar Ladies again, even oh, though thank you. even though I got the hardcover and everything. And I'm sure I'm sure like you didn't change too much for Scout, but you gotta go ahead and support the creators that are doing things you love. Oh, of course, yeah. my man. And, thank you. Appreciate and, you. 
and and I remember back in your hardcover and I was like really impressed that you had well see here's the thing that we always talk about on word bros Kevin is a sucker for a hardcover if you yeah, want man. me to back your book on day one yeah. and you got a hardcover and I go you know I might have already read the first part of this and not forgotten it was good and I, I guess I need more and then it said hardcover and I'm like shit I'm in you got me. You got me, dog. You got me. I always plan on doing the hardcover anyway, but then I, I kind of slide it in as like, oh, new stretch goal, you know, but but for real, I'm, I'm always secretly plotting to do a hardcover. One day. Go. No way. Never. One day we'll do a hardcover. Bob won't let me do a hardcover. Come no. on, Bob. Come it's too on, expensive, man. It doesn't make any sense. He won't Hashtag let me do get it. Get hard, bro. Come nah, on. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, exp- it. it's expensive to ship. It's expensive to print. Nah, nah, man. Nah, yeah, but nah. then you don't have to worry about damage, right? Because it's hardcover, right? When yeah, but if it, it does get damaged, then that's twice the that, that costs a lot more. I guess. I mean, that's that, only happened to me once. There, see, look at that. I, I'm trying to talk him into into doing a two volume. With Ninja Nuns included, Metal Shark Bro hardcover. Dude, so. I'm sold. I'm sold. I want that one. I want that <laughs> with one. A, with a, with a new cover. But we, that's that's how we've been remarketing that for years now. Let's get a new cover. Okay. And and a side of Pepper Jack cheese, dude. Yeah, sold. Pepper Let's Jack. Go. Let's get it. Just for you, the the, the whole <laughs> cover will just look like Pepper Jack cheese. It'll, the, the, you know what? The cover will just be cheese. It would, we won't do a hard cover. We'll do a cheese cover. Yeah. It's or, like a or cheese you can claw. do an ad on the inside for, for pepper, like, jack pepper jack cheese. cheese. Morales. And then put like, a, a, jack a, like a, 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 a hotline number, but it's really linking to that lady that you were talking to. Yeah. Right? <laughs> hey, sugar. I got your pepper jack. I got yeah, baby. We're going to get it to you. <laughs> so, yeah, man, but that's awesome. Um, thank you so much for coming on, dude. I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate uh, you guys. Of course, man. It was a lot of fun. We had a blast and uh, good here. luck, dude. Good luck. And hopefully we'll, uh, that, that other book, uh, the Tom book Those sounds cool too. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, they both, oh, they yeah. both sound yeah. good, man. So, you. I mean, I know he's going to buy, I know he's going to buy Lunar Ladies now. And, right. I wanna, and I want to check out your, um, your Mando. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'll, I'm going to hit cool. you guys both with a link to that one. All right. Sounds nice, good. man. See you guys. Later. Thanks, Omar. That was fun. Yeah, it was awesome. He was, and, awesome. and it worked. And it worked on Twitch. There we yeah. were. That's cool. I don't know why I'm so excited about that. I just am. Well, because now we could just do this, what we always do, and hopefully build up Twitch people watching us be silly. Yeah. There's, there's going to be someone out there that's got nothing better to do on a, on a Tuesday night. Yeah. And the longer we do it and the more we stream on Twitch, people will get used to seeing it. And Maybe we can monetize it. No, that's not happen. Yeah. <laughs> There'll only be 30 people ever whatever <laughs> i mean jamie got 50 people to watch him draw fucking comics from the 20s i don't see why we can't you know we're not drawing anything at all that's yeah, the yeah. problem we're just talking well i mean maybe people will find the people we're talking to interesting yeah that's true all right well let's do this here let's see it's still recording let me stop Omar Morales, his book Lunar Ladies comes out in July from Scout Comics. What a cool guy. What a fun dude. And Kevin, I had no idea he was in the um, Not Forgotten Anthology with you, man. Yeah, that was a long time ago now. So it was, it's very strange to hear mention because I think we had just started working together when I did, did that book. And yeah. that's a long time ago then. Yeah. So like we've been working together for a long time now. So. That's awesome.
So yeah, man, so that was, Omar did a great job. Very cool dude. It was a lot of fun talking to him. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back next week with more excellent word bros content kevin it's always a pleasure to talk to you friend it's always great to talk to you and i like i like how we pretend like we don't talk to each other like three or four times a day when we're doing every day yeah yeah it's always <laughs> like oh kevin it's always a pleasure it's like dude i talked to you fucking 45 minutes ago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now and now we talk to each other on twitch too we talk to each other all over the place yeah, Bob. it's, it's kind of nuts our podcast is just a web of lies <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry for all the deceit we've sold you all over yeah, these man. years we haven't sold anything though so like that's, that's true but if you want to buy something, you can go to thewordbros.com and yeah. pick up a book. Or just wait for the Kickstarter because we're going to be selling all that shit on Kickstarter too. So. Yeah, you're going to have to hear about this Kickstarter for like the next month and a half. So yeah, just so be ready. Be go fun. follow along, search up Kickstarter, The Dust Pirates, and please follow us on Kickstarter. Yep, I'll put a little link in the in the description of the uh, of the episode, so you can just click on that and you can get updates when the Dust Pirate Kickstarter launches. So we will be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, have a safe and happy week. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.